Hello and welcome to Aquarium Dilemmas. I'm your host, Science Gal Aquatics. I'm Carrie, and this is my co-host, Jesse. And welcome. Thank you for tuning in for another exciting episode. Yes, I feel like this one's going to be a good conversation. I don't. I feel like it's going to be really helpful. I don't know how entertaining it might be for you, but hopefully, you get some good tips out of it. But I find it helpful. I think it would have been really helpful if I would have got this advice sooner because it would have saved me some thinking. <laughs> what can I usually steal from the kitchen? <laughs> but we're going to talk about aquarium tools today. What what kind of tools in your fish room would be helpful? Well, there's a bunch. To start yeah, off there's with. There's a I- lot. I'm sure we're going to leave tons off. So if you're a member and you're watching this and you have a tool that you like and we missed it, or maybe if you agree or disagree, let us know in the comments. If you're a member, let me know. Well, I'm going to start with my favorite tool uh-huh. is just a bucket. Yes, I think that's every fish keeper's best friend. And you can never have enough five-gallon buckets. And there's all kinds of containers out there, especially in your kitchen, it seems like, <laughs> that you can secretly snatch out of the cabinets that make a, you know, a really nice small little bucket. Well, that's where I was going to go with it right there was different (laughs) size buckets. Mm -hmm. Well, this is kind of two tools in one. There's small little holders and scoops, and then there's buckets. Well, and even when it comes, you got a five-gallon bucket, but for some of the smaller tanks, Mm -hmm. and if they're lower down and you don't need to do as big a water change... Just a two and a half gallon bucket works really well yeah. too. It's well, easy. It's easier to move. Yeah. Sometimes I can't even start on the racks. That bottom shelf we have tanks on, and you guys can start them with five gallon buckets. But like you said, a smaller one, I can get those bottom tanks on that lower rack water changed easier with a smaller bucket. Yeah. Well, that's where I was going with it, and. If you're just cleaning in general, mm-hmm. uh, one gallon ice cream bucket, like if you're pulling algae or trimming plants or anything mm-hmm. like that. A little that, waste bucket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is like the handiest. It, it You can set it places. You can move it with you. It's mm-hmm. just a lot more manageable than a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. And five-gallon buckets, they serve for so many functions. Of course, for water changing, you can have your... Your dirty bucket or your little ice cream bucket for your algae and things that you want out that get not necessarily gross, but you don't want it in your clean bucket that usually serves at some point in probably the week, honestly, as a makeshift aquarium of some sort. (laughs) You have impulse bought a fish and you haven't quite got your tank sorted and you can put an air stone in that clean bucket or with an air pump and that can work for a very small time as a makeshift little aquarium. (laughs) Well, and for us, especially me, Uh me for sure, it works really great for quarantining plants yeah you can i usually when i come home i i have a couple clean buckets and a whole lot of dirty buckets but i'll usually when before i know what tank to put those plants in i'll drain some tank water from whatever tank is closest to me honestly and let those plants sit for 
not a significant amount of time, but maybe a day or two just to kind of until I know where I want to put them. Well, yeah, I'd say if the plants somehow accidentally have snails or whatever. Whatever, you just never know. You can't, you're supposed to quarantine your plants like you quarantine fish because you just never know. But sometimes, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I'm just really excited to get them in the tank, you know. (laughs) But yes, you should quarantine your plants just like your fish. But also buckets double as when you go somewhere and you never know if you're at the creek or the river or wherever an unintentional parking lot swap meet at a fish show. It totally doubles as a collecting bucket. Absolutely it does. <laughs> so, like I said, I guess the point is a five-gallon bucket or buckets of any sort are very helpful. And if you plan to go to a swap or we just got back from Aquashella and you want to bring a bucket, I recommend getting one on this occasion with a lid because traveling with fish, it's always nice to have a clean bucket with a lid. Oh, yeah. Well, Number one slosh factor. Yes. The sloshing of the bucket. Yes. And with a lid, you can drill a hole in the top if you want. Mm-hmm. And you can run your airline in through there. It's, I mean, we'll go into hardware issues on a different talk. But mm-hmm. bucket, is no a, matter what, yeah. is a fish room tool must. It's a fish room must and a fish keeper's right hand man. <laughs> A bucket. I thought I was your right hand well, man. Oh, now the bucket the beat bucket, me out. If we're talking about fish me. keeping oh, tools, oh my goodness, yes. the bucket trumped me. Oh, now you're just being annoying. But yes, as fish keeping tools, a five gallon bucket and buckets are just really amazing to have, and you just cannot have too many. But what's what's another one? Do you have one off the top of your head, or do you want me to? Say uh, that? Go ahead with yours, and then I I'll bounce feel like, back. Because going back, I guess. To the bucket real quick. If you have one aquarium or you have a water changing system that works for you, that's great. But if you have more than one aquarium for tank maintenance, I think having a pump is a must tool in a fish room because I water changed for more years than I probably care to say. It's a little embarrassing. For a really long time, I've managed multiple tanks with just one gallon drinking water like containers. And it worked great. It got the job done. But I can still spend time with my aquariums. I can still get to enjoy my fish. But the water changes go a lot faster Even though I still have that quality time, I love spending time in my fish room and watching the fish during water changing. But refilling those aquariums when you have 20-something, it goes so much faster with a five-gallon trash can and a pump with a water hose. (laughs) Well, and then I will stipulate that with, Uh if you can't do that, They also make an alternative method known as the python. Yes, and which I personally haven't used, but I would say 85% of my friends use them and they do really enjoy them. So if you don't, we got our pump at just the, I think it was Lowe's at the hardware store, and I think it was under $100, and we have two. We have one for the clean water and then one 
for the water, the old water to pump out into our garden. But there's a lot of different ways out there that I was unaware of that works a lot better for time management than one gallon drinking containers, <laughs> water containers, you know? <laughs> so I do highly recommend something like that for a fish room. I think it's really helpful. Well, and moving kind of a little bit forward because we mm -hmm. deal with plants and all that kind of stuff. And we do have, as we've said in the past, algae problems. Yeah, we're gotten a lot better <laughs> as we've researched for the podcast and just general hanging out with all these amazing fish friends we have. We do have it. I'm not going to lie. I'm being honest. We still have some up and downs, but we're a lot better than we used to be. I'm going to go with cheap sponges that you can get from Dollar General. Or wherever. Well, I wouldn't go with those. I would stick, I because of this, not all of them are alike. Some of them do have chemicals in them. But if you can find one that you trust, I stick with just the fluval sponges, the aquarium sponges. Well, this, any any type of sponge is not treated with anything. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to read the labels. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't read the back. He of, grabs what's in the fish drawer. <laughs> yeah, I don't read the back of every label. You you bring home what is uh -huh. necessary for me to use. Mm -hmm. However, you have a wide variety of them. And razor blades. Yes. Those are your friends. Those are a must-have in the fish room. For us, it's obviously calcium, lime scale buildup. Mm. Yes. Those sponges, they double. I like the ones. I like the fluval ones because they're, I can tear them with my hands and I, I get the larger ones so I can just tear them off into whatever size I need. But there's all kinds of different ones that if you have one that you like, go for it. But they work as media for your filter. And they do, like you said, work really well to clean that glass on the inside because Sometimes you don't even notice it, but cleaning the inside of the glass makes a huge difference. And it wasn't something that I used to do until it was just awful. But cleaning that algae off your glass, you sometimes, like I said, it's just so fine. You don't even know it's there, but it's there. And you can use, I like really sharp razor blades because it takes it off really quickly. But you can use like old hotel keys or like debit cards or credit cards. You can use things like that too. But I do like to grab an old sponge, just kind of tear a corner off or use one that I've used that I don't use. I've used at one point, but I don't use anymore. And it works really well to clean that glass, that algae or whatever's on the front of that glass. Oh, yeah. I mean, that to me, to clean up, fix, improve when you're doing a water change. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I do before even I do the water change. <laughs> Let all that get into the water column and then then utilize my big bucket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then moving on, I think siphons. I think a good aquarium vac. They come in different sizes and I like to have a really small one for my smaller tanks and then a larger one for my larger tanks. And you can't, it's one of those things like a bucket, you can't have too many of them because the less you can cross contaminate, the better. So ideally in a perfect fish room, you could have one for every tank. I don't have enough for every tank and I do try to clean them 
as well as I can, but you don't want to cross-contaminate. And even though we have spent more time planting the aquariums, they you still want to clean that substrate every so often to get some of that. You never know, maybe some old food or something on the bottom that you need to kind of spot clean, even though we don't do it like we used to because we do have more plants. But if you have a bare bottom tank or you don't have plants and you have plastic decorations, whatever you have in your aquariums, it's nice to have some good aquarium siphons, some good aquarium vacuums. Oh, yeah. Now, that is very Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. I will highly agree. And if you absolutely have to, then you can just straight use a tubing. I mean, especially with... Yeah, we've made aquarium vac before. With with a bare bottom tank, Mm -hmm. you could definitely get away with just tubing. Yeah, you can... However you see fit. It's just a tool, however it comes, however you choose to buy it, whether you DIY it or buy it from an aquarium store or you order it online. I don't... However, as long as you have one that works and eventually over time I do... I'm still adding to my collection. I've gotten more (laughs) than I ever had. I used to have one for everything. And over the years I've learned that... And I know... Some of this stuff can get expensive. So if you can make one and it's cheaper, go for it. As long as you have a way to spot clean when it's necessary or however you maintenance your tank that works best to get that, like I said, rotten food or excess fish waste. And like I said, again, like we do have aquarium plants. It's heavily planted now. So we don't do that as much as we used to, but I still recommend that you do that when it's needed. I agree, a hundred percent. And kind of going into the same concept, another tool. I, I didn't realize it, <laughs> it was really late, and it's the same type of thing as aquarium nets. You can never have too many. You can have never have too many sizes. You can never have too many styles. And just like the siphon, I used to have one for every tank for whatever fish. I just thought one would work and I wouldn't clean them like I should. And it was all cross contaminated. And I wondered why now I like, no wonder I had so many problems. And over the years and going to the fish shows and learning more and more and more about fish keeping, I have a good collection of fish nets from extra large to teeny tiny shrimp nets to ones that like you can ex like, what's the word extract out real long to make real short. Well, they expand. Expand. And some kind of are a regular fish net and some are have a little longer of a net. It's more mesh for shrimp. And it's something that I did not realize was... I just overlooked it. Yeah, you need an aquarium net, but I didn't give it much more thought than that. And having a collection of different sizes and shapes and you just never know what you need until you need it. <laughs> and it's really good to have a wide range and clean them. I like to clean things in vinegar and water. So vinegar would be a good tool that in your fish room kind of spot off my head. We usually have white vinegar in the fish room at all times now because you never know when you're going to use something like that and you need to clean it after because even though I have a good collection, I'm still working on getting enough for every tank. So I it's that tank only. And so I like to clean things now. Well, I highly recommend you clean your tools because I didn't and I had more problems. 
Well, and that goes with all of it. The buckets, yes. the fishnets, your, your aquarium siphons, mm-hmm. all of it need to be cleaned every time or regularly depending on if you're thinking you're cross-contaminating on something. If you use it, you probably should clean it. Yes. <laughs> And I didn't That's a give good it, rule of thumb. Yeah, and I didn't give it. I figured, honestly, I don't know what went through my head, but knowing some of my thought process a little bit, some of it just honestly doesn't make any sense. But I figured if I just let it air dry, that stuff would, it would be good. And it's not always the case. <laughs> well, if there's something going on in that tank you can't see, you then obviously that's, <laughs> you're going to spread it to the next tank and the next tank. I just think of tank. ick. <laughs> just don't do that to yourself. But I think having longer tweezers in the fish room is a really good tool, again, that I didn't know I needed it until I needed it. I always would kind of spot clean algae with my fingers and it does work. I still do that. But having, I don't know if the reptile, it's kind of a mix, I guess, of reptile feeding tongs and aquascaping tweezers. But with algae, especially hair algae, sometimes I use those tweezers now and I'll get a clump. And If you twist it and twist it up, you can get some of that out a lot quicker because I've had problems with hair algae or spot cleaning things at the bottom that you don't quite need an aquarium vac, but you do need to get it out of your tank. And I don't have the longest arms, so having longer tweezers was something that I never knew I needed it until I tried it. And I was like, man, this works great. And sometimes it's not always the long. You can have like a medium size. I have a long size and I have a medium size that I think was for my entomology class. It was in my entomology like bug kit college. And out of all the stuff that came in that kit, that those medium sized oversized tweezers work great. <laughs> There's just a really surprising tool that I use all the time to- daily. Daily. I use them daily. Well, I know you use them. The mm-hmm. other thing that I know I like to use is just a small wooden bamboo skewer yes those little bamboo skewers are kind of it was kind of the what i used i'm not good with the pinching part but i can i can do the swirly part with the tip of it yeah and i can pick the same amount up almost as you can that was the predecessor to the tweezers I used to use, I would go up in the kitchen drawer and we'd have a bag of them and I would, I would take them all the time for, I don't even, it was just ran, just miscellaneous things in the tank kind of, and then I discovered those long tweezers and it took some practice, just like I'm starting to practice with aquascaping. It took some practice to like, I guess, just learn how to use them and I'm still learning, but those bamboo skewers that are like a foot long they come in a package of like 50 or really long tweezers they're just surprisingly helpful (laughs) well they work good because you can Mm -hmm. get it things where you can't get your hand in Uh and you can pick and prod or twirl and Mm -hmm. swirl and be able to lift and flip and get get that 
algae or whatever you're after well, moving. Yeah, and it wasn't always algae. Sometimes when I was planting plants, I would get it where I wanted. And if I used my fingers, it never failed. Like something I would uproot it or I just something would happen. And so I would use those. I'd get it to where I want it with my hand. And then I would kind of poke it lightly with the little bottom of the pokey side into the substrate to get it positioned just well. Did it work perfectly? No. Did I destroy some plants? Yes. But it didn't work better than my fingers? Absolutely. (laughs) Just saying. No. Uh Uh-huh. What's the other major thing must have in the fish room? Mine would be another easy one because I do this all the time. Is some type of water conditioner. Yeah, that's kind of... I feel like most people know about water conditioners now, but always, 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 if you... I know it seems obvious. I know it really does. It it. it does. Always have it. But... Always have it. It works super well to always have it around some sort of water conditioner, Mm -hmm. a type of stress coat, whatever you... Yeah, we bounce between a few different ones, but I highly, if you're running low, don't go get some. I always try to have like a backup bottle on hand because you just never know. But I would say one of my, another tool that I, I'm just going from the list of things I made, it made my life easier when I got it was those little hanging specimen containers. You see them at the fish store. It's what they scoop the fish out before they bag it. Those little hang on the side specimen, like specimen containers. And I would, oh, I just never had anything that hung. I would have like, and I still recommend, like you said earlier, little buckets or little scoops, but having those actual specimen containers to help move fish around or things like that when I'm shuffling things around or moving things, you know, to bigger tanks or whatever. They're just, I wish I had more because they are so helpful. And once I discovered, I think it was because I just never honestly saw them for sale. And I went to a fish store about an hour away and they had one. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this in Oh my goodness. I use it now for any t- any time I'm moving fry or I get new shrimp or just anything you can think of where I need to shuffle things around. Having that actually hang on your aquarium. I <laughs> You just you wouldn't think you would accidentally kick something over that you're trying to be so careful, but the times <laughs> that I have scooped fish and for some reason have blinked out and accidentally kicked it over, and I'm embarrassed to say it, I had to go rescue the fish that I was trying to be so careful with, and the fact that they're not on the ground is so helpful. <laughs> well, another thing is even, let's go as simple as the fact testing your water. Oh, yeah. Well, before we get to that, that's another helpful... Testing your water with that scoop. Yeah. You can just scoop a big clump of water out, hang Mm -hmm. it on the side, and you can test it where you can actually see it and work with it. Yeah. That's... Well, test strips are all different. We'll talk about in the list. But the last thing, kind of going back to this container thing, we've mentioned it like twice as little scoops. I... We'll steal the measuring scoops, measuring spoons out of the kitchen, hands down 100%. And I yell at myself, when well, then I need them for the kitchen and I don't have them. And then you have 
fish medicine or whatever it is and I don't want to use it. So having especially the like the teaspoon and the tablespoon little scoops is really nice. And when it comes to before I got more nets, I would I don't know what they're called. They're just the little measuring containers on the laundry detergents. You know, they have those caps and tells you like one, two, three for your laundry. If you don't use them for your laundry and you just snatch them before that first load, you clean them out, you get them real good and, sh- you know, all clean. They make such good little scoops for smaller fish, especially the ones that are like tiny with the little bitty handle. If you snatch them out of there before the family knows <laughs> and you get them all clean, they make... You wait for the little fry to swim up to the top and you just do the little scoop and you and it fits, especially the one that's smaller with the handle. It fits right in that specimen container and it's just so easy and there's no chasing and it just, it makes scooping those out, those little fry out so easy. And I just think different sized little scoops, containers, measuring cups, things like that, whether for dosing meds or scooping fry, it's really helpful oh (laughs) tremendously helpful and it's something Uh you don't think about until you're in the moment of Mm -hmm. doing it Mm -hmm. you're like man i wish i had something small yeah and that's something small yeah and then jumping forward to what you just said i think you should always have a master test kit you should always have something like that in your fish room hands down if You probably won't ever have an emergency if you have it. It's one of those things that when you need it and you don't have it, you need it more. But when it comes to having like a really quick tool in the fish room, if you have something going on and you're not really sure where to start, I think having test strips, just something real quick and easy that's handy and a drawer that you can just open. It does, it's not as complicated to use, not saying that it is, but it's less time consuming to just kind of narrow down. If you're having a problem, having just test strips on hand is really helpful. Well, it starts you in down the path of deducing mm-hmm. what is going on. Yeah. And then <laughs> I would always have the problem. Now, I think I'm slightly better at aquascaping now that I have really talented aquascaping friends and they're starting to rub off on me, but I still have a long ways to go. But beforehand i would i would try to aquascape we've talked about it in the past but i would get frustrated and just throw it in there whatever but i would still have the problem even if it wasn't the prettiest when i'd put the water in i would always destroy everything and i discovered that stealing again the kitchen tool out of the cabinet of the spaghetti strainer when you're refilling your tank with your new python or your water pump whatever you choose if you put that through a spaghetti strainer and sometimes i've seen people kind of saran wrap the bottom of the tank where their scape is so you don't destroy that beautiful scape that you just work so hard on or even a little container and just kind of like and, going and back pour to the-, the water into the container and then let the container overflow slowly not like a crazy waterfall but Mm -hmm. if you rush your water into that container Mm -hmm. and let it fill up and then pour over the sides of said container 
it will disperse the water more evenly and not mess up your aquascape or if you have finicky fish or however the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this might be something that's pretty obvious to some, but some things that are obvious to some aren't as obvious to me. But when I've... You mean like me. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm getting more into breeding and I have more and more plants in my tank, I discovered that if you take a Sharpie and you write on the side of your tank what's in it, it goes a long way to remembering. And you could take some rubbing alcohol and that comes right off if you get rid of something or something switches. But just having a pen and paper in your fish room, I know it sounds simple, but a pen and paper or a Sharpie to write on the side of the tank, but just some kind of way to document whether you're breathing or you're just trying to keep plants straight of what is what and what is breathing here and there. And again, I know it's it's one of those simple things, but just, and I guess too, an app or something on your phone, but I think physically writing it down for me helps me remember it just a tiny bit better. And then it's always there. So every time I clean that tank, I can see it and it helps it sink in my brain. But writing down what's in your tank with a Sharpie or a pen. Well, especially in our our case with the heavily planted tanks, Mm -hmm. we have multiple different types of plants. We keep planting more different things. Mm -hmm. And with multiple tank syndrome that we have, it's hard to remember. <laughs> you cannot remember exactly where I put every plant. Uh-huh. When you get a shipment of plants in and you've brought in 20 different type of plants and you start spreading them out, you can't remember every tank they're in. Mm-mm. And then moving on, I guess, going down the list, usually, I won't say usually, I don't know the word I'm looking for. If there's a problem in the tank... The first thing I go to is temperature because sometimes when I water change or things get shuffled around, it's really easy on the temp- the heaters that have the adjustable dials to things get shuffled around. And there's been times where I've come down here after I've rescaped a tank or done a water change. It doesn't happen often, but it's happened enough that it's happened that that dial's been, it's always usually turned up real high somehow. And having a heat gun or a thermometer that is digit, just some way to quickly establish what temperature that tank is if you've find something going wrong i usually test the temperature first and then i go right to my test strips and having i think we got it at like menard or something one of the just hardware stores just one of those you can just click the glue it looks like a little heat gun you just, and it scans and tells you the temperature and that's been really helpful to keep in a drawer out of the way and hopefully you never have to use it but there's been just a few occasions where i'm like hmm that tank feels really hot, and I just need to take the temperature really quick. And then if there's something going on, I I take the temperature first. And something that you, will make it easier to get that temperature reading faster is the tool that I recommend. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's... If that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. Any way you can get a quick reading, that's mm-hmm. back to the temperature, the test strips, all that. 
the quickest way you can just start narrowing something down. Yes. And then I guess for the last, the only thing I could kind of think of that we haven't talked about, I'm sure I'll think of all kinds of things after we end it, but it's it's another real simple one is just having a really good pair of scissors in the fish room because untying a fish bag is not something that I like to try to do. And I just want that top, that knot's always super tight, or it's got a rubber band on it that's super tight. And sometimes when I cut it with, like, one of the razor blades that I can clean the glass with, sometimes I'll spill that water. So I've learned that just having a pair of fish room scissors is a really helpful tool to have. Well, And I I know it's simple. But do you know how many times I've come down here and be like, man, I wish I had a pair of scissors. Then I have to go hunt. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things you should have in a bucket like that. You should have a razor blade. You should have Mm -hmm. all that. A sponge or a little credit card, clean the glass. Mm -hmm. And scissors are probably right at the top of the list for me. Uh Because I've said it before and I will say it again. I've made the mistake. You want to cut the bottom corner of that fish bag. You yeah, do not want to forget about <laughs> fish. So having that good pair of scissors in your fish room for when you're wanting to do a quick plop and drop mm-hmm. is a absolute must. I have to agree with you, Carrie. Mm-hmm. That is a that makes your life ten thousand times easier. You can get your multiple different size nets. Mm-hmm. Hang them over your multiple different size buckets, and you can just quickly cut it, and poof, there goes all your water and your fish. Your water goes into the bottom of the bucket. Boom, you're ready to go. Yes. And then I do have to kind of wrap things up a little bit. I do have three kind of pro tips, maybe more advanced fish keeping tips, and I still think they're just equally as important, but... Like some kind of USB battery powered air pump, fish bags, and aquascaping tools. Now that I've gotten into the aquascaping things on that side of things, and before I'd get really frustrated at trying, I didn't know, but investing the time to learn how to use at least the tweezers, I have really found it has improved my aquascapes. And I know they're irritating at first, and they're not for everybody, but I do recommend them. Fish bags, because you never know when you're going to share fish with someone. I share fish and bring little goodies over to my dad a lot. And having fish bags was something I never had, and I always went to Ziplocs. But learning how to tie a fish bag and having fish bags is something (laughs) that takes practice, that I did not have the skill before. But it has, oh my gosh, now that I've taken, I'm still not a pro, but I feel like learning how to tie a fish bag and having them, you don't have to have the biggest stock of them, but having like a small little pack of 10 fish bags or something is just something I think you should have in your fish room. And then the last thing was, what was it? Was the air stone? Oh, the air stone. Because you just never know when you're going to travel with fish or your electricity is going to go out or something. So some kind of way. If you feel like you need to have... Well, whether it's a USB one that you can charge Uh up or a 
I'm still old school, mm-hmm. battery operated uh-huh. ones that you can just put the batteries in it, shut the yeah. door, drop the air stone in, yeah. flip the on switch, and yeah. you have oxygen going until yeah. those batteries run we out. We use them more when we're traveling to the fish shows. When the electricity goes off, luckily, knock on wood, knocking. It hasn't been, but for maybe like a couple of days at the most. And now that everything's super planted, the only one I do worry about is the arowana tank and having some way to put oxygen in that tank on an emergency. Like, if you have it, you won't need it. So just get it. <laughs> well, and the other reason I lean towards the battery ones uh-huh. is because I know us. We don't ever charge anything. We'll well, end we up don't u- ever have the batteries either. We have to go to the dollar store. <laughs> well, we'll end up. We'll end up using it and forgetting to charge uh-huh. it. Yeah. Because the USB ones, once they're That's, charged up, obviously yep. they're good to go for a w- long yeah. time. However, I know myself. I know you. Mm-hmm. We forget to do that. We don't even do it with our cell phones half the time. No. So, batteries, for me, mm-hmm. are an easier way to go because either I can go purchase them or I already have them on hand. So, for me, that makes more sense. And it's easy. Just plug them in, flip the on switch, go. Well, is there anything else that you can think of that they need in their fish room? Off the top of your head? On the spot? On the spot, top of your head. I feel like we covered a pretty good list of tools. I think we covered the tools that are absolutely 100% essential. Mm -hmm. I did think of one more. Go ahead. You need to go to sciencegalaquatics.com and get your Science Gal Aquatics towel because you're going to have spills and you need that towel. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Was that clever? Was that good? Well, I will give you I that. I just thought of that. It doesn't have to be a Science Gal Aquatics towel, uh, even though we would... It's more absorbent. We, we would appreciate it. However, some sort of absorbent material because yeah. if you don't ever spill around... Even your own, if you own a single fish tank, I want to meet you. I want to meet you. If you can do a water change, even on one tank without spilling water, I want to meet you. (laughs) You have to be the most absolute patient person in the world. But I really do hope that this has helped you. I hope you can share this with a friend and hopefully this can improve your fish room and you can get you some new, some new little gadget tools. Because I love little gadgets. They're so fun to have, like, new things in the fish room to play with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then one of these days, you you'll really let me talk about... You the kitchen. <laughs> one of these days, you'll let me talk about the stuff I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Well, one of these days. And we'll just keep them guessing about what that is. But really, the best thing you can do is go raid the kitchen. Because there's all kinds of magical things for your fish room in the kitchen. <laughs> your family probably won't won't like it, but it'll improve your fish room. So, again, thank you. Go check out sciencegalaquatics.com. And if you want to watch this podcast, you're always invited to check out the memberships on the YouTube channel. So, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. We'll Bye. see you in the next one. Next one.